Okay. Wishing everybody a happy Purim. We're Misat Yesharim. We're going to finish up chapter 15. And it says over here uh, a very important thing, gentlemen. And that is, is that um, we we have to be aware that Judaism is a lot of times mind over man, matter, right? You know, a mind, using our common sense and thinking deeply, and not superficially, like so many people do, is such a... will make a world of a difference. And um, one of my friends loved... For example, a lot of people when they fail, they get miserable and they get depressed and they get anxious and they, you know, sometimes go crazy. But fail is the acronym for find the actual inner lesson. Which means when you don't live a shallow life, when you actually like use your brains and the Torah, right? It's like a... Listen, we need a lot of power to overcome the Yitzhahara. He's one tough cookie. He's the biggest of giants like Yeravam ben Nevat and even Shaul HaMelech, you know. The biggest of the big, even David HaMelech, he, you know, he's our Mashiach. But, you know, he, he was unfortunately did what he did with Bathsheba. So what, what we need to do is Hitbonimut. You understand? Live a life of truth and think very deeply and deliberately. You understand? Because when we, when we, um, the Satan is very cunning, right? You have to beat him at his own game, but you also, um, when you don't think of the consequences of your actions and you just do things in a rushy, angry, Shallow, you know, thoughtlessness. Like Reuven. Reuven, the firstborn of Yaakov, lost everything. He was supposed to be the king. He was supposed to be the firstborn, get double portion, you know. He was supposed to be the Kohen. He lost everything because he went and messed up his dad's bedroom. So, like we say in Farsi, Ajale Karashaytune. So he says, He says, you're going to get out of prison when you actually go think deeper, right? We, we we live in such a shallow society where people are, everything is based on the external, you know? What we learn from the Megillah is the true beauty. Esther was not, according to a lot of opinions in Gemara, wasn't so beautiful. Her beautiful shine from inside her soul. So, um, when you act like a lawless glutton and eat like an animal... That's not high class. That's not how God, being godly and angelic is. That's not being part of the chosen nation of God. You understand? So when you start to internalize this, that treat food as medicine, right? Like the Rambam says, right? We eat. Do we live to eat or eat to live, right? When we treat food as medicine for to help us be the best servants of Hashem, not for selfishness, right? You know that this is the the way the Ravolbi brings from the the Rebbe of the Arizal, the Ramak. That's the bottom line, how to differentiate where you're going towards the side of the Yitzhahara or Yitzhahatov. We Jews are allowed to... Purim is the most gashmiistic day of the 
year, right? We get so much gifts and, but if you learn, if you're doing it for the mitzvah, right? Or the sake of your family, you're being metak in the Shekhinah for the sake of your wife, you get into Gashmi, right? But then that's the Yitzhar Tov, right? But when you get, when, when you treat food as poison, and what, how, when does food become poison? Or I'm sorry, sexual relation become poison when? Overdone. Yeah. You know what the litmus test is? After that, are you closer to Hashem? Are you going, cause mitzvah gorerit mitzvah, right? One mitzvah leads to another. But if it's leading you to become lazy and like, uh, not be able to, like Ben Ishchai always brings this down. If you, it brings you to a state where you're not allowed to, being your spiritual, meditative, high elevated, high energy state, it's bogging you down, then you're using your food, food as poison. Right? The loy pate, don't get, um, he says, the Ramchal says, don't become, um, tricked and seduced by the Yitzhahara. He says, actually, it should be disgusting to you. Somebody that's a glutton and eating and indulging twice as much as he needs. The common thing we need to keep on reviewing 101, perhaps 400 times, is a synonym for Kedoshim, is Perushim, right? Holiness and abstinence are two sides of the same coin. Because a lot of things in our religion are very, um, unfortunately, ambiguous, you know? It's hard to define holiness. But, there's a whole Parsha called Parsha's Kedoshim, right? Which has a lot of mitzvahs, has uh, at least 50 practical mitzvahs in that Parsha, the mitzvah of loving your neighbor as yourself. So Rashi says one meaning of being holy is separation of sexes, right? Don't look at dirty stuff, other women that are not your wife, and don't think about it, don't talk about it, have a mechitza between. And another thing is, a deeper, more, more general umbrella thing is, Kedoshim means Perushim. To be abstinence, to put the brakes on having too much indulgence in this world. When you don't think, when you don't use your brain, and you're thoughtless and you rush, that's perhaps why Chachamim say make a bracha. And he says when, when also, when you, when your friends are all high rollers and richy riches that are like government officials or billionaires or these, you know, um, jappy people, Jewish American princesses or princes, both male and female, and you're going to get sucked into them, right? It's very, you know, peer pressure is something we cannot, you know, if everybody's wearing a Gucci tie and Gucci watch and Gucci shoes, then unfortunately, like in LA, the people do the, you know, I didn't know what to answer one of my star students. In terms of what? We went to a wedding. They spent probably close to half a million dollars. Hard to know. Three, four hundred, half a million. It's hard to know with inflation now. What? So, um, we, um, we, 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 when you, when you, when, when, so when he asks me, Rabbi, why do you, um, 
What's the difference between religious and not religious? The unreligious show off, spend almost tens of thousands of dollars on flowers, and the religious do. What am I supposed to answer him? You know? What, what, what the Ramchal is saying is, if you want to be a parosh, hang around Prussian, go near Rabbi Netanyahu. You know? This is the overwhelming concept. If you do not understand this, I'm sorry, you're Amaretz. I don't know if you know, if you know as much Torah in your brain, like encyclopedia, like Rav Chaim Kanievsky and Rav Avadia, but you weren't Mishamish Gedolim. You didn't go serve and observe and give a ride to and in any way hang around and associate yourself with Gedolim Yisrael. With the, with, with the great Sadiqim and Rosh Yeshivas, then everything you're learning is intellectual, is not practical. And you're still Amharits in my book. I mean, the Chazal say that, you know. Actions always speak greater than words. When you're in the presence of greatness and you see how they carry out the Torah, it's exactly like somebody that wants to learn to be a surgeon from a textbook. Can he learn it? Or does he need to do residency? He needs to be open up, you know. Same thing, if you want to be a true Torah scholar and servant of God, see how actual leaders of our generation, the real leaders, the real deal, deals with their wife, deals with their kids, deals with their eating. Like, I tell you, my Rebbe, that is a true God of Israel, one of the future Gedolim of America, Rebbe Berkowitz, I was asking, what's the bracha on sushi? He says, I never ate it. You see, you see from that a world of Musr that he's so parosh, he's just, he's into the basics. So, people that are living this extravagant life of access and, um, having the Jewish version of caviar and champagne and, you know, you, you think it's not gonna affect you? You wanna be a parosh, hang around the right crowd, you know? Mershashiva Zatzal said it's impossible to go in the mud and not get muddy. Same way, if all of your friends are these high rollers and these extremely materialistic people, then it's it's very hard for you to be a parosh, right? Because you're going to get jealous. And, you know, that's just the nature of human beings. So the first pasuk in Tehillim is really telling us this, right? That... Happy is the worst person that doesn't hang around the wrong crowd. He says, even if you have extremely strong sense of um, self-identity, like Noah, but he says you're still in a danger zone. When your community and your social circle, you know, is a bunch of people that are always addicted to the highest form of what? Excessive luxury and excessive fancy-mancy foods. Um, that, and that's why Shlomo Melech ultimately says in uh, Kohelet, I don't know how to say it, it's so complicated saying it in English, but Kohelet 7. Ecclesiastes. Yeah. It says it's always better to go to the house of the mourner than the wedding. Why? Because Achai Tenlibo, actually the great, uh, one of the great spreaders of Bitachon Torah, of trusting Hashem, Rab, uh, Rab, uh, I think Michael uh, Safti said that, you know, 
He went to two extremely rich Syrian Jewish people's uh, funeral. Nobody was saying how many buildings they own, how many businesses they own, how much money they have in their portfolio and their bank accounts, right? In the end of the day, sometimes we need certain realistic wake-up calls to see that life is short. Let's focus on the things that matter. Let's not be a, a nation of show-offs, right? Because I tell you, when when Ravaron Cutler writes something, the Tesefta Menachos has a very fascinating thing. It's right over there. The reason the second base Hamikdash was destroyed is because Chemdas Mamor and Sinas Chinam, not just Chinas Chinam. So Ravaron explains this is a steer to Yuma, Tafyud that says it was because Sinas Chinam. Why does the Tesefta and then Menachos say the reason why Hashem destroyed the second temple is because of their obsession with luxury and they were jealous of each other, of each, each other's materialistic houses and different belongings. So Ravaran says something that's a genius. Really, such a... The, the main architect of Torah in America should say such a thing. is pro, is like a Navi is talking. He said, what brought them to Sinas Chinam was the jealousy. They were so obsessed with the latest and greatest. So if one of their friends had something, a nicer house, a nicer watch, a nicer wife, a nicer, right? Shetel, which is another disaster, then what would, the people, when people become jealous of each other, they hate each other for no reason. That's the, it says in Kabbalah, the Marchu says that. It's brought down in Arizal. What, what are people crazy hitting each other? What are they, narcissistic mental cases? No. But what causes them to become jealous of each other? Their obsession with luxury, right? If they weren't into the luxury, right? If everybody's standard and modest, then there's nothing to be jealous of. But you feel, because everybody has this Yetzirah that I have the great latest and greatest thing, right? But when your friend ups you, then what do you do? You start feeling what? Animosity. And that's what destroyed the second temple and that's what's unfortunately destroying our community right now. Causing intermarriage because a poor Jewish boy goes to ask a an innocent pure Jewish boy that has a very good job goes to try to build a house with a Jewish woman and instead of um, conducting research whether he's a bentaira and a mensch and from the vast majority of our traditional and even sometimes religious Jews then everything is money, money, money. Everything is a dollar sign, right? So let's just do the two last two chapters, uh, two paragraphs, and finish up this uh, chapter of the Mesilla Shishan. Sometimes it's good to go on a hike and be alone, you know? Rav Nachman of Breslov talks about this a lot. Hidbonenut is, you know, introspection. Take sometimes five, ten minutes a day in a deserted place. Turn off your cell phone. Turn off any distraction. Talk to yourself. Who am I? What am I doing with my life? Am I getting closer to God day by day? Or am I just getting deeper, deeper into this fog of excessive luxury and excessive, you know, gashmios? David Amalek talks about this in Tehillim 55. 
He says, Mi ten le'aver ka'yonai says, sometimes David Melech says, I want to, my heart wants to be like a pigeon, like a yona, a dove, that goes to the far off corners of the world. You know, some people, every month, they have too much money, they're on a different cruise and a different vacation, especially when they retire early. Some people travel around the entire world, but they don't travel inside their heart. To know the first sentence of the Mesilat Yisharim, which my Rebbe, the Talmud of the Chazoni, Sharab ben David said, Yesod ha'avod ha'veshorish, you know, what, what, what's the first line of the Mesilat Yisharim? This is something that he said you should say after Modani every day, when you look in the mirror. He says, Yesod ha'chasidus, the foundation of piousness, v'shorish ha'avod and the foundation of a perfect servant of again is to ask yourself why am I here in this world My what is my obligation in this world is my obligation to buy cars I'm never going to drive go shopping every Sunday or on Amazon or on online like one of my good friends I was visiting him last Friday he said it's a disaster he said it's so sad that so many of the uh, Persian women their main WhatsApp groups is not sharing Divrei Torah or even how to make challah. It's like, oh, there's a sale in Neiman Marcus. This is how, like, their, their own obsession is like, who has the fanciest purse? But that's why Hashem created you? Hashem gave you a neshama. All that for the Louis Vuitton purse. All, all, all of the, you know, people are, are and that, that's why sometimes nature is a very holy place. You know? Everybody knows I love waterfalls. Shout out to the Kohanim brothers on that one. Um, and sometimes when you go deep into seclusion, you know, and it's you and God, you need to come to the reality that um, it's very, very important to know why you're here. And if you're going off the derech, you're not, which means doesn't mean literally off the derech, you're not from anymore, but are you doing what's your chavasa ba'olamo while you were created or are you just playing games the whole day? And he says, uh, he says a lot of times the chachamim, the grazal, you see went on galut. He went away from his social circle, you know, to become more humble. And, and sometimes he says, you know, especially now we live in such a corrupt society. Um, it's it's so sometimes it is good to go somewhere where you have no self, cell phone service and you can see the beautiful valleys and canyons and mountains and waterfalls and rainbows and trees of Hashem and realize Hashem created all this for me to be holy, to be special, to be godly and angelic. Not to eat ten times and my obsession is, oh, I need to get uh, ten pairs of shoes that I'm never going to wear. <laughs> Ten types of purses that I'm gonna, you know, you, you you look at at some of these houses they built, these spec houses for these richies, and their their closets are bigger than most people's bedrooms. So, what has their life become? It's a tragedy. It's a shame. You know, think about it. They're to, they they've just become victims of wasting their life. But he says, you have to be very vigilant and careful not to go from step one to step 100. Which means, 
it may take a lifetime or a year or two to become to work on just prishu. Which means if one day you go and say, you know what, I want to be a super parsh and I'm gonna only eat salt and water and crackers every day. That's gonna cause you to go cuckoo and you may even go after the you know. He says this already is chasidut, this is very high madregot. The first rule is to be normal. Yeah, be normal, go very slowly, stable. Don't go from when you when you skip too many steps, you fall down the staircase and the ladder. That's not what we want. And it says you're never gonna be it's short there's no shortcuts to greatness. He says go very slowly. Like a rabbit, like a turtle versus a rabbit. Hayomi says, go a little bit more. Like if you want to be a parish and say maybe, you know, Sundays I won't have so much uh, sauce. Like what, one thing, one thing I'm trying to do is like maybe if I'm having uh, chicken fingers, I won't have, you know, ketchup on it. You know, something small like that. Baby steps. For sure in our generation, the name of the game is baby steps. Hayom yiknek sad mimenu. It says you do a little bit today, right? You go very slowly and at baby space, right? Baby pace up the ladder of tradition and greatness until it becomes second nature. And then, um, you know, I just wanted to bring out that I was learning with my great brother-in-law, the great uh, Chacham Rabbi Huda. Something about Prishud in another book that leads to Ruach HaKodesh from the Marhu, the Arizal. And he says, how does one get to Ruach HaKodesh? Since we're on the Indian of Perishud, he says, first you have to do tremendous Teshuva, be very careful to do all the positive commandments of the Torah, have extreme Kavan in your Tefillah. This is his ladder. You know, the, Ram, the Ramchal has his ladder to get Ruach HaKodesh. The Marhu has his, a different ladder. He says, learn Torah for the sake of heaven. Lishma, like you're literally the, like Yisaka, right? Like you're, you have the, the, um, yoke of Torah. And you don't waste a second. And look what he says here. He says the fifth condition to get to Ruach HaKodesh is that you have to, um, decrease your enjoyment of eating and what? Drinking, you know, and waking up at midnight and going away from all the bad midot. The same thing that Ramchal says. Sometimes you need to go and, you know, do hitpodedut. So two prophets saying the same lesson, you know. Prishut is something very crucial. You know, sometimes, you know, going and being alone and just doing introspection. So you don't waste your time and say sicha betela. You know what sicha betela means? That's another pro- problem for another time. You know, sometimes people, they, they just, you know, their whole day they're on Facebook and YouTube and, um, we have to write a whole new shulchan arach and misil for the problems of our generation of, uh, you know, smartphones make a lot of people very silly. Hashem should help everybody to always be besimcha. And um, become holy, and holiness is abstinence, abstinence is holiness, amen.